right. Welcome back to another week of the NFL season. It is week three. We're back here with Preston and Gladhill. And Preston, I'm going to start with you because I know you had a very uh, tough week of, of football regarding your, your bank account. So why don't you go ahead and tell the, uh, the audience of that horrific weekend that you had? All I got to say, if you watch the games this weekend, you know what happens. Screw Purdue and screw the Browns. That's all I got to say. That's it. Well, I'm sorry that you had such a bad week, but I will give you some props because you did. I mean, not only did you come back and beat me in fantasy, but you destroyed me in fantasy. And I, I just want to tell, let everybody know that going into that Monday night game between the Bills and the Titans, I had a 80% chance to beat Preston in fantasy football. And I had Dawson Knox left. He had Stefan Diggs and the Buffalo Bills defense. I ended up losing by 30 points. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. All I got to say, Preston, is congratulations. And also, I had that one coming. Like, I can't even really be that mad. And I can't be mad because there was a point where Stefan Diggs had 40 points and it was already the third quarter. So I was like, okay, whatever. I mean, there's nothing I could have done, anyways. Like, I would have, I was mad because I was like, oh, I shouldn't have, I benched my, I put Miami's defense on there. And they gave me negative eight. I started Kenyon Drake instead of freaking Tony Pollard. That was a dumb decision. So I'm like, if I hadn't done those two things, maybe I could have won. But nope, it, it wouldn't have even mattered. Even if I didn't, if I took Miami's defense out and I put Tony Pollard in, you still would have blew me out by, by a lot of points. So Hey, if it makes you feel better, I benched to Tony Pollard in my other league too. So eh, I guess that makes me feel a little bit better. I'm going to give myself the benefit of the doubt though. But not only because of that, but also because you know how many times in fantasy football that I've just edged you out and it's just like, it's always been a heartbreaking edge out too. So I guess you had to get payback on me, you know, sooner. Oh, you mean like the one year I went undefeated until the championship where you beat me? Yep. Yep. And then also during COVID, Stefan Diggs was the culprit too. He, he put up like 30 points against, I don't remember what it was. It was, oh, it was against the Steelers. He put up like 30, 40 points against the Steelers on a uh, Monday night football game to win my fantasy game in the playoffs versus you. So it's just like a little bit of a, what's it called? Uh, deja vu right there. So you got me. I, I, I need to make some adjustments because my team is in shambles. I don't have Dak Prescott or I don't have George Kittle uh, right now on my team, which is kind of pissing me off. Glenn Hill, I see you up there in the corner. How you doing, man? Doing well. I feel like an idiot because uh, obviously, you know, I um, didn't check my fantasy lineup till Friday. So that was the night or the morning after um, Keenan Allen uh, did not play against the Chiefs. Uh, so I didn't take him out of my lineup. Got a big nothing burger there. And then um, I guess to make it even worse, you know, Drake London had a really good day for the Falcons on Sunday. They almost pulled off that upset in L.A. Uh, he scored a touchdown. Over, I think over 100 receiving yards. If I had had him in the lineup, we would have won because on Monday night, Jalen Hurts did his thing, scored a ton of points for me. A.J. Brown did the same thing as well. Uh, I have like a really good Eagles tandem on my on my team. It's like I got Jalen Hurts at QB, A.J. Brown as my like probably top receiver, and uh, the Eagles defense. So it's kind of weird. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going for Philly, but at the same time, I kind of want Philly to suck as well as, as a Cowboys fan. So, but I saw some cool things this week. I took my typical Sunday nap, woke up to see the end of the uh, Cardinals-Raiders game. That was a lot of fun, seeing the Cardinals come back. I think when I fell asleep, they were down by 20 points, and then uh, ended up winning that one. And um, 
I think what stuck out to me was were those, were those Monday night games. I kind of got to tune into those a little bit. Just see Buffalo just, you know, demolish Tennessee. You know, not a lot going on. You know, not, not a lot going well there for the Titans. And then uh, I think the Eagles kind of surprised me too. Um, Kirk Cousins playing poorly on, on prime time did not surprise me. But seeing this Eagles offense with Jalen Hurts and seeing, you know, how good of a coach Nick Sirianni's becoming. Uh, yeah, pretty good stuff there in Philly. And uh, the fantasy team is uh, thriving because of it. Well, not thriving, rowing too, but we're going to be thriving because of it. So, uh, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, sorry that you couldn't, you weren't able to get Keenan Allen out of there and you didn't end up getting to start Drake London. Uh, so you didn't even get to start a Drake and then I started the wrong Drake. So I guess we both took L's on the Drakes this week. So Drake, there you go. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. Drake. Uh, and also, I mean, this is just so random, but uh, there's a kid on my team that just tried out and his name is Drake too. So he just made the team. Yeah, just thought I'd point that out there. Anyways, let's go ahead and move on. There was a lot that happened last week. We got a lot to talk about. Let's go ahead and get on into these games, and we'll recap all the other ones as we go along. So we got the first Thursday night game. It is tomorrow. We have the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're going on the road to play the Cleveland Browns. First time that the Browns and the Steelers will match up that doesn't involve Big Ben owning the Browns. So, I mean, hey, if Cleveland has a chance to win a game, they don't have to worry about Big Brown. Uh, I was about to say Big Brown. Big Ben owning them, which is uh, fortunate for them. As we look at this pigskin pickums here, uh, the Steelers have a 58% chance to win right now to the Cleveland's 42. Both teams are one and one Cleveland coming off of a brutal loss to the jets and then Pittsburgh coming off of a tough loss to the new England Patriots, which I can say I was wrong about that game. So Preston, what is the spread in this game? Yeah. Spread in this uh, game. Browns are actually favored in this game by four and a half. Okay. We'll let you start us off with today. Uh, does that one surprise you at all? Bro, I don't even know, dog. The Browns, I I just can't. I, I I don't know. I don't know whether to pick them this game or not. Like my own bias because of what happened this past weekend is telling me not to pick them. But you know, them favored four and a half. That's it. Seems like somebody knows something. I I would have thought it would have been a, a closer spread. You know, especially with the Browns dealing with what they're dealing with at the the quarterback position. But the Steelers haven't had great quarterback play as well. Steelers have had to rely heavily on their defense. So I'm going to go ahead and Browns at home. Uh, I'm going to say screw the Browns. I think Steelers are are a much tougher team. And I'm going to go ahead and say the Steelers win this game uh, in a relatively low scoring affair, 20 to 17. Okay. Yeah. So kind of looking back on both teams last week and starting with the Browns, I mean, the Browns, what were you saying, Preston? They blew a 13-point lead in the fourth quarter in the hands of Garrett Wilson. Bro, no, 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 no. Let me break this down oh, for you. Oh, you want – yo, take it over, man. This is Let all me, you. Bro, first of all, I had the Browns minus six, okay? Browns were up seven, okay? Then they go Nick, – Nick Chubb scores a touchdown instead of choosing to just kind of kneel down and let them, you know, try to take some more time off the clock. He scores a touchdown. They miss the extra point. So that puts them up 13. So I'm like, oh, great. Now if they score a touchdown, I don't win my bet because it'll be six. Like, So Jets get the ball back. 75-yard bomb. Bomb from Joe Flacco, bro. Then they get the onside kick, and they go down and they score again. So not only did the game not go to overtime, they lost the game, bro. 
if they if they would have made the extra point, it would have at least gone to overtime. I still would have had a chance to win my bet. But I'm not even going to say how much money I lost because of that. Just know that it was the last leg of a, a very good parlay. Yeah. Well, I mean, thankfully that you broke it down for me, so I don't have to mention anything about the onside kick and everything. I was just going to mention Garrett Wilson's performance. I mean, the fact that a rookie receiver can go out there and single-handedly take over a game is insane. I mean, that that kid has a bright future. We saw, you know, what he was able to do in Ohio State with Chris Olave last year. So, I, I mean, he's probably going to end up being the best rookie wide receiver out of that class, which is in no shame because, I mean, that's a pretty good class. But enough about the Jets, enough about Garrett Wilson. The Browns, they blew a big opportunity right there. They probably should have won that game. They didn't. They lost to the Jets. And then obviously the Steelers. The Steelers are another team. The Steelers had a big week one win. Crazy game over the Bengals. We thought they were going to tie maybe, possibly. You know, a bunch of field goals being blocked and everything. They ended up winning the game ultimately. Defense lights out. This week, past week was a little bit different. Played the Patriots, looked a little sloppy. Mitch Trubisky was a little bit more safe. He didn't take as many risks in that game. And I think it ultimately cost them. Uh, So this will be the third straight week that the Steelers are not favored in a game. And so... When I'm looking at that, I'm like, okay, well, I think, yes, they won that first game, but they haven't been favored in any game yet. So I think they're going to start putting it together. The only thing I'm concerned about is I think, how long is it going to be? Gledhill was talking about this last week. How long is it going to be before we see Kenny Pickett? Like, I think at this point, if we learn anything from that Steelers team so far is that they rely heavily on the defense, like you were saying, Preston. And then also, how long is it going to be until we see Kenny Pickett? I think we got to see him very soon. And if he plays really bad against the Browns team, that yes, they have a good defense, but also a, a game that you probably shouldn't lose. I, I think Kenny Pickett might be coming in maybe as early as next week. Maybe I'm overreacting. I don't know. That's my opinion. Also, no TJ Watt. Yeah, and also no TJ Watt, which was a bigger loss than people thought maybe initially. So uh, if I had to guess, it's a coin flip game. I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. What do you say, Preston? 2017? I'll match it. I say uh, 2017 exactly. Steelers get it done, though. They bounce back. Glad Hill. All right, you guys got the Steelers. Uh, this is a tough game, honestly. I think I think it might be might be a pretty interesting Thursday night game. Uh, I haven't really gotten to see much of these teams this year. Um, yeah, I, I I do wonder when when uh, when Trubisky's going to get benched in favor of the rookie picket. You drafted him in the first round. At some point, you got to see what you have in him. He started four years in college. Like, what what are you waiting for? This isn't like a Trey Lance situation where. You kind of need to give him a year. He didn't have a whole lot of college starts. This guy started four years at the University of Pittsburgh. He's played in the city. Pittsburgh's locker room is like right across the hall from the Steelers' locker room in the same building. So I think they'll give him a shot pretty soon. Um, But I got a question, Matt Canada's play calling. Uh, Steelers just haven't really gotten a lot going offensively. Very reliant on the defense. Um, I think going to Cleveland, um, I'm going to take the Browns here. You know, they got Amari Cooper involved last week a little bit more in the offense. He had over 100 yards receiving. That was big for them. Uh, Nick Chubb had a few touchdowns. Jacoby Brissett's going to be just good enough. And then uh, I think because of the, the lack of uh, T.J. Watt, I think the Browns will have a better pass rush. So, But the back end of that defense, I think, has struggled a little bit. Gave up some second-half points to the Panthers and then uh, gave up 31 there to the Jets. So defense might not be as good as we thought, but uh, I think they'll control the game on the offensive side. The win may be a lower scoring game. I got the Browns winning 22 to 16. Like it. A little bit of a weirder score, but lower scoring. I think we all favor that. Let's move on to the next game. We have the Houston Texans going on the road to play the Chicago Bears. 
Now the Bears are have an 82% chance, according to the pigskin. Pick them. Preston, what is the spread in this game? Yeah, Bears are favored by two and a half. Okay, Bears are favored by two and a half. Chicago, man, coming back down to earth, losing on Sunday night in the hands of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers on Sunday night against the Bears. I mean, what what did you expect? Uh, they did make it a little bit competitive in that first half, and then toward and really up until about six minutes to go in that fourth quarter, that it looked like they they were fighting back a little bit. But I mean, like I said, uh, Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears, and yeah, they just ended up beating them. So I mean, I do like what I saw from Chicago, specifically David Montgomery. That dude's a tank. A little concerned about Darnell Mooney uh, because he's such a talented receiver, and when you look at a guy like him, and you're like, okay, well. Yes, he's held back because he's in a you know a bad bad offense, bad supporting cast situation, everything. He was non-existent in that Packers game. He had one catch, negative four yards, and they didn't really even target him. So I don't know what's going on with the play calling up in there uh, up there in Chicago. Uh, but I mean, I think Justin Fields just needs to spread the ball a little bit better if they want to beat some teams. Uh, now this this matchup is a little bit interesting. Houston, I like what I've seen from them so far. You could argue that they're the best winless team right now. I mean, 0-1-1 right now. They've been competitive in both games. They tied with the Colts. They you know, brought the Denver Broncos down to the wire. Now, yes, maybe those two teams aren't very good. I mean, right now, the Broncos, we'll talk about them. They have a lot of problems they need to get over right now. But the fact that they have been in games, they've been competitive, they don't look like a, a complete dumpster fire right now, like maybe some other teams would have thought. So, yes, you could argue that the Texans are the best winless team through the first two weeks of the season. Uh, so I guess it's just a matter of fact on is Chicago going to bounce back in this game? Gledhill, I'll let you start this one. What do you think? Um, yes, yeah, this one's tough. I think, um, I guess the matchup here is right. You got two young defensive coaches that are both brand new to their systems. Uh, Matt Eberflew's coming in with Chicago and then Lovey Smith there in uh, Houston. This one's in Chicago, right? You said it is in Chicago and I'm hearing, okay, so get this, the Chicago forecast this week. Pretty nice weather all week, except Sunday. We're supposed to be getting some rain again. Yeah, I think you got you got two offenses that are figuring things out. I think two two defensive oriented teams right now. Um, it's in Chicago. First of all, I mean that that Sunday night game was so predictable. That that Packers Bears game. This was this is the classic. Aaron Rodgers is coming off a tough loss. You know, all the major networks want to make Aaron Rodgers look good. So, you know, they give that historical rivalry to Bears-Packers. Aaron Rodgers goes out and does his thing, gets the job done. It's just totally – we knew what was going to happen going into that game. Um, (laughs) Once the Packers went up by, like, 17 points, I was like, okay, this one's a wrap. No way. We're coming back on this one. Um, So the Bears are coming off of that. In Chicago, I'm going to take – I think the Bears have the better defense right now, even though they didn't, you know, necessarily look it against the Packers. It is tough in Lambeau, though. I'm going to take the Bears at home here. I think, I think, I think it'll be a really low-scoring game. Pretty ugly. We saw what they did to Trey Lance and the 49ers. Um, I think they can force a couple of turnovers here. I think they'll, I think they'll get the job done. I do love Davis Mills, though. And it is interesting, like, now I'm realizing as I'm talking about both these teams, like, how similar they are. They both have young, you know, they both have new defensive coaches. They both have second-year quarterbacks that maybe we have questions about. But we both think, you know, they could be the futures of their franchise, uh, Mills and Fields. You know, both teams that are kind of, you know, in the back end of the power rankings, um, but maybe 
Maybe they both surprised us in their own ways this year. So that's why this matchup's interesting. But I'm going to take the Bears as the home team. If this were in Houston, I think maybe the Texans put up some more points and can outscore them. But I'm taking Bears defense at home. We'll go 16 to 13. I like that score. Preston. I'm glad you brought up the rain because if it is raining, I'm going with the Bears. I, I don't think the Texans are built for the rain. But I just looked up uh, the updated forecast. Right now, it's not supposed to rain. It's supposed to be 63 and cloudy. Um, so with that being said, I am going to take the Texans. I think they're hungrier. I think that Davis Mills is going to be good against this Bears defense. And I, I just expect them to do better. The Bears, I don't know. We're still trying to figure out what type of team they're going to be this year. You know, getting that first win against the 49ers. I don't know if that was because of the rain. Because uh, it was Trey Lance's first start, because of what other ever factors, you know, were factored in there. But until we see the Bears have like a, a game where they truly prove themselves, I don't know what type of team they're going to be this year. Um, I do know what type of team the Texans are going to be this year. I think the Texans are going to be a decent team, and I think they're going to they're going to be probably about a six win team. And I think this is one of their six wins. So I'm going to give the Texans the edge in this game, uh, 23 to 14. I really hope you're right, Preston. I hope the Texans go in there and get their first win. I think that'd be really awesome. Uh, but I'm going to pick the Bears specifically because of the uncertainty of the weather. You know, I know you gave me the updated forecast, but you never know. You never know how Mother Nature is feeling on a Sunday morning. So uh, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm just going to I'm going to stay safe. And Preston, I, I, I'm, I'm sure we'll have a little bit of disagreements this week because I'm looking at the standings right now. Me and you are tied for first place in picks right now. You had a, you had a really good week, man. This is. Just, I did so good this week. The only game I lost was that damn Browns game. Well, you did lose the Chargers game too. Yeah. Oh, I lost a lot of money on that game too. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings, but. No, I mean you got me on some other games too. Uh, you got you did pick the Patriots last week. You switched it at the last second, and uh, they won that game. So good, good job, good job on that one. I know you had a couple other ones. It'll come back to me here in a second. But if this was in Houston, though, I do agree with what Gladhill was saying. If this was in Houston, I'd probably pick Houston. No, no doubt about it. But Chicago, don't know how the weather's going to be. I'm just going to stay safe here. I'm sure we'll have other disagreements, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to take I'm going to take the Bears. I'm going to take the Bears. I'm just going to go with it. Let's go. Yeah, I honestly this is like 17-14 all over written all over it in my opinion. So, we'll just go with it. Next game. We have the Las Vegas Raiders going on the road to play the Tennessee Titans. Two teams that are 0 and 2 right now, two teams that are disappointing right now. Uh Pickskin Pickem 71% have the Raiders. Preston, what is the spread looking like? Uh Raiders are going to be favored by one and a half. So, close spread. Close spread. Uh, I did not like the body language. I did not like, what is the word I'm trying to use here? Just the attitude, the, just honestly, everything about that Tennessee team that I saw on Monday night against Buffalo. Now I get it. Buffalo is ridiculous right now, and it's going to be very hard to stop them. But they're starting to become a very one-dimensional offense. And, you know, people have been saying that this could be the year that Derrick Henry might take a little bit of a step back that you could argue they've been running him into the ground. He's had some injuries now. Is this the year he'll slow down? Time will tell. I mean, he, he just, I, there comes to a point where they can only do so much. They lost A.J. Brown. They lost Julio Jones. Yes, I'm liking what I'm seeing with Traylon Burks coming in as a rookie wide receiver, but 
just right now, their offense is just very one-dimensional. And Mike Vrabel, as good as a coach he is, I mean, he's had some questionable play-calling decisions through these first two weeks. So the Titans have not looked good. Uh, the Raiders have not looked good either. But I will give the Raiders some credit because the Raiders have at least looked better than the Titans. And the Raiders should have probably won that game versus the Cardinals. Uh, looking back on that, Hunter Renfro, back-to-back fumbles in OT. I mean, you you just can't you can't lose a game that way. I mean, they had that game in their hands and they lost it. Uh, so I'm, I'm a little mad that I got that pick wrong. I'm going to be right this time. I know I'm going to be right this time. The Raiders will finally get their first win this week. I think the Raiders are a little bit better than the Titans right now. I think the Raiders are still a decent team. Yes, they're 0-2 right now. Maybe they're not that team that people think they're going to be, but the Titans have a lot of problems going on offensively right now, and I do not like the way they look. The Raiders had that game in the bag. They choked it. Raiders will get their first win this week. Say what you want about Derek Carr. I don't care. Raiders got this one in the bag. Give me a tough road win against a Tennessee team that is kind of in shambles right now. So give me the Raiders. Bounce back. They put up 30 to Tennessee's 20. Preston. I hate this game. This is my least favorite game of the week. Both of these teams coming off traumatic losses. To lose the way the Raiders did and to lose the way the Bills did, whether it's getting blown out or blowing a big lead, that's traumatizing. Titans have to do it in six days. Raiders have to do it in seven. And not to mention the line, only minus one and a half for the Raiders. The Raiders on paper are a much better team, especially this season. I think, you know, they've got a better, they've got a better uh, rush defense. Their secondary is questionable. I think they, you know, I think they've got a, okay. Quarterbacks are kind of the same level to me. I don't know about you guys, but I think quarterbacks are kind of the same level, but you look at the Raiders, they have way more weapons. Titans don't have any weapons outside of Derrick Henry. Okay. So everything is telling me, not everything, but it, I'm leaning Raiders, but it's in Tennessee, right? Oh. And on top of that, just this spread is misleading. Okay. Only minus one and a half. You really think the Raiders are only a point and a half better than the Titans? Do you genuinely think that? You think the Titans are going to put up points? I genuinely think that the Raiders are going to win pretty big here. I'm confident. That, that, in, that in Tennessee, though, I would stay away from this game. I would not bet this game. Exactly. That tells me that Vegas knows something. Vegas knows something that we don't. So with that being said, I'm going to pick the Titans. All right. I, I just think this is a game where Vegas is like, okay, let's get as many people to bet on the Raiders in this as possible in this game. Because I think nobody is going to see the Raiders going 0-3. Nope. Who who would have thought the Raiders were to start 0-3 this this season? That's fair. That's um, fair. I mean, you could easily see Tennessee going 0-3, but not, not yeah. Raiders. 71% have picked the Raiders. That's just – I think a lot of people are going to be betting on the Raiders, and it's going to flip sides like Anakin. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take the Titans. Uh, I'm going to say they destroy them 27-17. to my God. Yeah, and that would not look good, too, because there has been uh, some talks about Derek Carr needs to be getting the ball to Devontae Adams more in these first two weeks. Well, it needs to be in the short game. He keeps he keeps on trying to make plays down the field instead of opening things up by hitting the short, 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 short. Defense comes up because you got all these weapons. You can hit short constantly. Yeah. And all of a sudden, boom, that down the field's wide open. 
but yeah. he keeps on trying to force it downfield. Yeah, Josh, and then Josh McDaniels too. Uh, though I don't know about him as a as a head coach. We'll see, man. Uh, if, yeah, I mean, I guess uh, that's interesting that you say that, Preston, because every time you 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 seem like you have you know something because you you know like Vegas knows something we don't. Every time you talk about those type of games, it always ends up working out in your favor. So you could be you could be onto something again this week. We'll see. Gledhell, what do you think, man? I think no, actually, should I even ask you because I know you're going to pick the Raiders. <laughs> that's funny yeah um no i'm gonna pick the raiders um i you know this this is this game's interesting you guys both made some really good points both teams coming off really tough losses going to tennessee this were in las vegas like 100 percent, no doubt picking the raiders in tennessee it's a little bit tougher i just i think there's more certainty on the raiders you know on, on with the raiders offense right now than, than the titans um I just don't I, – I, I think the Raiders can have a little bit more balance right now. I think they're a little bit more unpredictable than the Titans are just because of the weapons they have. But the Titans, I don't love their run game right now. Um, never really got anything going with Derrick Henry against Buffalo. Uh, Traylon Brooks was their top receiver, which, you know, very promising, but he's only a rookie. I just don't – I don't like what they're doing on the offensive side of the ball right now there in Tennessee. And I just um, – Neither of these teams want to fall to 3 obviously. They are both playoff teams last year, both teams with Super Bowl aspirations going into this year. And gosh, the Titans were the number one overall seed in the AFC last year. So uh, I'm going to take the Raiders, though. But, again, I wouldn't bet this game. I would, I would stay away from this game. I have no clue what's going to happen. Would not be shocked if the Titans get a home win and the Raiders fall to 0-3. I'd give the coaching advantage to the Titans, though, just because there's, there's a lo- little bit more continuity there with Mike Grable. Um, and, and maybe, you know, Josh McDaniels coming in as a new play caller, there's probably, you know, still a lot of, you know, growing pain left to be had there. So, but I'm going to take the Raiders. I'm going to hate myself if I get this game wrong. Oh, dude. No, now Preston, now you got me getting all paranoid, bro. Like I was so confident in this and now you're bringing up all that, you know, betting thing. Like now I'm actually scared. Now I'm actually scared that the Raiders are just going to somehow blow this, bro. I hate this game, bro. I hate this game. I didn't hate it originally, but I mean, whatever. Let's go ahead and go to a game that I know we all don't hate. And I think we're all going to hammer this one as well. We have the Kansas City Chiefs going on the road to play the Indianapolis Colts. 97% are picking the Chiefs to win this game for good reason. Uh, Preston, how much are they favored by? Six and a half. Six and a half. Okay. I think it's your turn to start. Who who do you who do you like? Hey, all I know, my preseason takes are looking pretty good right now, man. Looking pretty good. Matt Ryan. <laughs> hey. You know what? I'm not even gonna switch you guys because we're only two games into the season. We'll see how it plays out. But all I know is that Colts are definitely missing Carson Wentz right now, baby. Oh, okay. Definitely missing Carson Wentz. <laughs> um so I'm going to go ahead and take the Chiefs in this game. I say Chiefs cover as well, 31-21. to 21. Yeah, I mean, this is a pretty easy one for me. I got the Chiefs winning. Uh, you said 31-21. I think I'm going to say like 35-20. to 20. I think they'll win by like two scores. Yeah, I mean, the Colts, the fact that they were able, they were not able to score at all against Jacksonville just shows how much they are cursed against Jacksonville. Uh, I mean, you look at the last few years in Jacksonville, they hadn't been able to win the game. And that kind of pisses me off because I was thinking about changing my pick Preston on Sunday. You know, there was just some bad vibes. Michael Pittman Jr. was out. I'm like, oh, dude, like, no, you know what? I'll just go with the Colts and the better team, you know, better continuity, everything. Just like they're going to win this game, right? It's still the Jags. Nope. I should have changed the pick when I had the chance and I did it. 
and I 24 to zero. Like, are you serious, bro? 24 to zero last. And then 2018, what they lost six to zero. 2017, they lost 27 to zero, bro. Like, they can't win in Jacksonville, bro. Indianapolis, bro, is not looking good. And Preston, you're making me look even more dumb every week with the whole Matt Ryan is washed thing because, oh, dude, it just, it's it's bad, man. I, I hope they can get Michael Pittman back on the field just to generate some type of offense because Jonathan Taylor just isn't enough right now. It just isn't. Uh, but man, this this team, like the way it's going right now, because they're going to get blown out by the Chiefs. I don't have any doubt about that. The way that this team is trending right now and the AFC South in general, this is going to be one of the more disappointing teams in 2022. So I got nothing else more to say about it. The Colts look like a mess and the Chiefs are the Chiefs. are, are the Chiefs. So yeah, a great win over a Chargers team on Thursday night. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that when we get to the Chargers game. But yeah, Chiefs win 35 to 20. Glad Hill. Yeah, my only question with the Colts is how much um, how much of a leash is Frank Reich have right now? Because um, you know this is a real you know big time you know big time candidate you know coming out of Philadelphia a few years ago after they won the Super Bowl. I, I've always been super high on him. I always thought, okay, you know, Cart with when he's teaming when he teams back up with Carson Wentz, those two are going to pop together. They're going to be you know one of the top teams in the AFC. They're building a really good defense. I love Chris Ballard as the GM. They draft really well every single year. They made some great decisions the last few years with Darius Leonard and Michael Pittman and drafting Jonathan Taylor as well. Um, so I've always I've always credited the Colts and, and, and kind of coined the Colts as a, as a really well-run organization. But, you know, last year, the way things fell apart, you know, at the end, um, wasn't really sure. I thought, you know, Ursay was a little bit impulsive when they decided to get rid of Wentz. I thought he was pretty good last year. But obviously, when they implode like that, like that's going to leave a horrible taste in your mouth. And look, if you're, I mean, when you're an organization like the Colts, like you have to make the playoffs. This is, it's not like they're like rebuilding or something. Like this is a team with Super Bowl aspirations. Um, didn't make the playoffs with that ugly loss in Jacksonville. They go to Matt Ryan, which I, I consider to be an upgrade during the offseason. I think he, you know, I looked at him as, you know, someone who's going to be a little bit more consistent. He's been to a Super Bowl before as a player. And, um, yeah, it just hasn't looked great so far. I don't know what's going on with them on the offensive side of the ball. I, I, I didn't watch any of that game against Jacksonville, but I would check it every, like, 30 minutes. Like, okay, you know, the Colts had to, had to have come back, right, or something. But nothing. They, they never, put, never put any points on the board. Couldn't get the run game going. Um, not having Pittman in there was tough. But I just don't know what's going on with this team right now. And uh, it's tough, but I, I don't know how much how long of a leash uh, Reich has and, and also Bauer, the GM, so – Hopefully they get it going, but uh, I can't. I can't pick against the Chiefs right now. Going to take. Uh, Going to take them to win. I think I've been pleasantly surprised with how they've looked so far this year. Just been rolling from the start. I, I think I said on the podcast a few weeks ago that they would have some growing pains this year, especially after losing Tyree Kill. They have some new receivers in there. I thought maybe it would, it would take their offense some time, but that just hasn't been the case. They've been rolling so far. So, going to take the hot team and the uh, the better quarterback. So, Chiefs win it. I like it. All right, let's go ahead and move on into the next game. We have the Buffalo Bills. They're going on the road to play the Miami Dolphins. Now we have three games coming up here that are all potentials to be barn burners right here. I'm excited. Uh, so let's go ahead and start with this one right here. We get a little spoiled right here with the AFC East showdown. So Preston, Bills right now 87% on the picks can pick them. What is the spread? Yeah, a bunch of tough divisional games this weekend. Bills are favored by five and a half. Bills are favored by five and a half. Let's talk a little bit about the Bills massacring the uh, 
the Tennessee Titans now. We already talked about the Titans now. The Bills, man. Holy cow, bro. And I'm going to I'm going to say this without seriously overreacting because I mean, like I said, it's only week 2, so we don't want to get ahead of ourselves and, you know, playoffs it's a whole different atmosphere. The Bills are easily the best team in the league right now. They have outscored their opponents 72 to 17 in two games. And Josh Allen has played seven quarters of football. So if there's anybody that you think is MVP right now over him, you're wrong because there's not. That's all I got to say. Bills are dominant. It's going to be very tough to beat them. Miami, however, let's talk about them. Tua? Tua? Six tutties? Six tutty Tua? Jalen Waddle? Tyree Kill? Best wide receiver duo in the league? Maybe? Holy cow, bro. That was a fun game to watch. And I got it right, too. We got it right. We got it right. I should say we, because you remember I was scared last week, Preston Gledhill, because I was I thought y'all were going to pick Ravens. I was going to be the lone wolf there. And then y'all ended up, we thought we were going to jinx it. Y'all ended up agreeing with me. We all picked Dolphins, and they ended up coming back. 35-14 to 14 in the fourth quarter, man. Tua, ice in his veins, man. That was crazy. I loved it. Jalen Waddle gave me 40 points of fantasy. It didn't matter because Stephon Diggs ruined my life. But it, 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 you know, point is, that was just such a fun game to watch. I remember uh, it was 35 to 14. Uh, well, I think when I left, because I left for a little bit because I was hanging, uh, we had a recruit in town. So I had to go hang out with him a little bit, get some lunch. So I missed a little, that middle portion of that game before they came back. And at this point, I think it was, oh God, it was like what, 28 to seven or something like that. It was, it was pretty bad. Uh, and at this point I was like, man, this is like, this game's over. Like, okay, I was wrong. Ravens are for legit. The Dolphins just aren't, aren't on their level. And then I come back and I see, I see the two bombs to Tyree kill. And then that play to Jalen Waddle at the end to win, you know, to put up, take the lead late. I was like, holy crap. Uh, it was, it was a, just a wild game. 42 to 38 Dolphins come back and win. Tua just had a phenomenal game. And yeah, I mean, Tua looking to go in there and silence some doubters. So uh, just, just such a fun game to watch. Uh, Preston, what, what do you, I mean, is there any takeaways you see when you watch that game? Obviously like crazy, crazy, you know, comeback. Yeah. I actually had the, uh, I actually picked the Ravens in that game. Um, oh, you did. I thought, I thought you picked yeah. Dolphins. No, I, I picked the Ravens. Maybe I said Dolphins on the podcast, but I had Ravens in my picks. Um, I don't know if I switched it, but then didn't, didn't you, you must've switched it. Cause if I remember correctly, I thought, cause remember I was mad at y'all because I thought y'all were going to pick the Ravens and I was going to be the only one to pick the Dolphins, but y'all ended up picking the Dolphins. No, I remember now you picked the Ravens in the podcast, but then at the end you switched it. So did you switch it back? I don't know. Apparently I didn't. I had, I had Ravens, so oh. it, it's no big deal. I mean, I thought Ravens were going to win that game. Ravens should have won that game. You know, Tua's starting to prove me wrong, which is good for him. He's got all the tools around him. So, you know, there's no excuse for him at this point. And those tools, you know, came in handy uh, against the Ravens team who was looking really good through three quarters. Then all of a sudden, I don't know what happened. I don't know why they kept on giving it up to Tyreek and Jalen. I mean, Waddle was there pretty much the whole game, but then Tyreek to have two big plays in the fourth quarter like that, like you got to know just to drop back, make them march down the field. That was just embarrassing for the Ravens and for, uh, for John Harbaugh. I don't know. I put that more on the Ravens than on the Dolphins, but Tua definitely starting to prove me wrong with this game, right? Tough divisional game. I think 
there's a potential for them to split this year. And if they were to split, I don't know, it might be in Buffalo because this early in the season, the Bills with this kind of momentum and not enough film for the Dolphins to figure them out yet. I think the Bills, the the Bills are definitely the team to pick in this game. I'm gonna say the Bills win uh 35 to 30. I think we have a shootout. I think Dolphins cover. Yeah, so the past two years uh or so, the the Bills or the Dolphins have had, you know, very noisy offseason. We talk about that, you know, 2020 had one of the best drafts in the world. Uh 2021 had a really good offseason, and then now getting Tyreek Hill this year. So yeah, and then now they got a new coach in who's He's an interesting character. Uh, if you've seen his press conferences, I know Gledhill talked a little bit about his press conferences. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the, the the vibes in Miami are really good right now, but they haven't been able to compete with the Bills. They haven't been able to compete with the Bills. And it seems like when you think that the Dolphins are going to maybe give the Bills a challenge, the Bills just blow them out of the water. Last year, they blew them out of the water both games, uh, and it just wasn't even close. Now, I don't think that's going to be the case this time. I think... Miami will be much more competitive, but I think it's going to be a lot like the Ravens game where it'll be a little close. They'll be kind of exchanging those, that first quarter. And then there's going to be some point in the game where Josh Allen just flips the switch and they're going to go up by multiple scores. And this time their defense isn't going to be bad enough to give up a big lead like the Ravens. Like the Ravens secondary has been having problems uh, with injuries over the course of the past few years and everything. And they just can't catch a break. Not this Buffalo team. This Buffalo team is just different. This Buffalo team scores at will. And that they can get they can get up by 20 plus points easily if you let them. So just off of an emotional week, too. I mean, having to come back down 35 to 14, you know, six touchdown, everyone's like, oh, you know, Tua's got it, Tua this, Tua that, Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill this, Tyreek that, you know, Tua getting AFC offensive player of the week, you know, just having a monster game. I just think they're gonna come back down to reality and get punched in the mouth by this Buffalo Bills team. Uh, and I, I think the Bills are going to win pretty comfortably. So uh, give me the Bills to win. I think they go in there and they score another 30. So I'm, I'm going to say the Bills 32 to the Dolphins 21. Glad Hill. Yeah, I, I said about the Dolphins. I, I like um, – I actually like the way um, the way Coward talks about the Bills. Uh, he, he, he refers to the Bills as having a, a Mike Tyson quality where they're really great at um, – they have a really great knockout punch against mediocre – to poor teams. Um, so they'll really expose you if you're not prepared. And if you don't have a very good defense, uh, they will, they will absolutely kick the, kick the crap out of you. Um, we've seen, we saw that last year with those two games in Buffalo, uh, or those two games against the Dolphins, especially saw that this past week against the, against the Titans, just coming into Buffalo, just not, not, not ready for that offensive attack. I think in closer games in playoff games, I, I think maybe the Bills are a little bit more vulnerable and, um, you know, may not be as consistent on the offensive side. But I think the scary thing is I think they're even better this year than they were last year. And I think that that powerful punch is going to be a little bit more consistent than it's been in the past. And we've definitely seen it the first couple of weeks um, there with the Bills, just going on a tear in the second half against the Rams and then just controlling that game start to finish uh, against the Titans. So I have no reason to pick against the Bills or right now. Dolphins coming off that emotional win. Just, I mean, just looking at the stat lines, it's crazy. Tua with 470 yards. Uh, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, both with over 170 yards receiving. You know, they have they have some very capable running backs as well. Uh, Raheem Mostert, I think, is really solid. I just, uh, I don't know. I, I, I mean, Tua has not shown the ability to outplay Josh Allen at this point, and. 
I think the Dolphins have a much more capable offense this year than they've ever had before. So I think they'll stay in this game. But give me the Bills. They own this division. Even in Miami, I don't think the Bills have shown to have any vulnerabilities down in South Beach. So I think they'll uh, – uh, I'm not going to say they'll cruise like, like in uh, maybe the last couple weeks, but uh, I, think they'll, I think they'll win 33-26. to 26. Yeah, there's just no shame in Miami, man. I mean, Buffalo's just on another level. Like, that's literally all it is. Now, if Miami wins this game, we're going to be having some good com- – we're going to be having some interesting conversations next week on this podcast if they win this game. I don't care how they win it, too. If they if they just flat out win the game, we're going to be having some interesting conversations. So that's all I got to say. Let's move on. We got another good one right here. Detroit Lions going on the road to play the Minnesota Vikings. We got another division rival showdown right here. Preston, what is the spread? Uh, Vikings are favored in this game by five and a half. Okay. Minnesota, Kirk Cousins, two and 10 on primetime now after a Monday night. Another classic Monday night primetime Kirk Cousins game. I should have saw it coming. I should have saw it coming. Uh, shame on me for not seeing it coming. Two and 10, bro, on Monday night football. And to make matters worse, not only is he two and 10 on Monday night football, but his entire career record is now 62, 63, and two. So he's below 500. Uh, definition of average his whole career. And, uh, you know, Preston, I know the way you talk about Kirk Cousins, and I know you think sometimes we idolize Kirk Cousins too much on this podcast. Now, I think he's uh, he's a little disrespected at times, but for performances like that, that's the reason you, you should criticize Kirk Cousins because of performances like that. The only thing I thought that was kind of funny was people were telling me after that first game uh, that Kirk Cousins, oh, Kirk Cousins, dark horse for MVP, dark horse MVP candidate. And uh, he goes out there and throws three picks, uh, two to Darius Slay, and they get absolutely mollywalked by the Eagles on Monday Night Football. So, yeah, uh, I never thought Kirk Cousins was Dark Horse MVP. Now, I did say Justin Jefferson's Offensive Player of the Year. That was my pick. But that has, I mean, that's not Kirk Cousins. This is Justin Jefferson we're talking about. So, I didn't say that. So, I thought that was kind of funny. Oh, man, they, they got killed 24 to 7. Uh, they had multiple opportunities to score in that game. And Kirk Cousins just said, F it. Slay's got to be down there somewhere. I mean, Slay, he was throwing it to Slay like he was one of his receivers. So Slay just absolutely had, as, as people were saying, Justin Jefferson on Alcatraz uh, on Monday night. So it was just a really bad game for Minnesota. Meanwhile, you go to Detroit. Detroit, man, big win over Washington. Almost let him come back a little bit, but I mean, I think they've looked great the past two the past two weeks. I mean, one and one right now. Uh, almost came back versus Philadelphia, and Philadelphia is looking to be a really good team this year, and they have looked really good. Uh, I mean, there's really no doubt about it. In a win, they've looked good. In a loss, they've looked good. Scoring thirty points, thirty five points in a loss, beating Washington, Amonra St. Brown emerging into a breakout receiver. I mean, they this is going to be a team that is going to be tough to beat this year. And I mean, it's, it's a team you don't want to play right now, especially with their dominant run game right now. So like I said, if Jared Goff is just competent, this team is going to be really, is going to be really good. Uh, in regards to the spread five and a half, you said, Preston, mm, that's, that's interesting, man. You know, looking at that game, it's, it's really going to be on if you, if you think Minnesota is going to bounce back after, after such a brutal loss uh, and they'll have a short week. Uh, but Gledhill, I'll let you start this one. 
Who do you think? Are you are you are you going to ride high on the lines, or are you, you got Minnesota bouncing back? Oh man, I, I love both these teams. I'm rooting for both these teams. I hope one of these two teams wins the NFC North over the Packers. I really hope they get dethroned this year. Um, I'm really interested to see how this game plays out because I really like both of these offenses, and I think we're going to see a lot of scoring in this game. So I think this is going to be one of the more exciting games of the week. It's in Minnesota too. Um, I'm, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give. I'm going to give an advantage to the Vikings just because it is in Minnesota. They're coming off a tough loss. I think they were definitely humbled in their trip to Philadelphia. Um, Eagles really shocked me, by the way, which um, will uh, definitely um, talk more about them later. But um, I guess first off, I, I love the Lions' offense. I uh, they've been they've been so impressive this year. Jared Goff had four touchdowns last week. I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown, you mentioned, is stepping up as a breakout receiver. You have DeAndre Swift. Who else got a touchdown last week? I'm checking right now. Oh, Josh Reynolds. Um, TJ Hawkinson, a young, a really young, you know, talented tight end. I like a lot of things they do offensively. They had a um, really interesting story. Sixth-year undrafted free agent. Last name Skipper, I think. He um, he stepped up. He, they, the Lions cut him, like, a month ago. And then they brought him back uh, for this game or something. They brought him back off the practice squad or something because they needed someone to step up at, at guard. Uh, he played really well and uh, I guess got their game ball or something. And uh, Dan Campbell gave like a big shout out to him in the locker room. So that was really cool. Um, Culture is looking great in Detroit right now. But Minnesota is, uh, I think it's, I think, I don't think many people talk about like how, you know, tough it is to play there. You know, one, one of the loudest crowds in, in the NFL, really tough place to play. The Packers really struggled. A couple of weeks ago, I think when the Lions come to town, I think uh, I think maybe they'll struggle a little bit more on the offensive side of the ball. I think the Vikings will put up a lot of points, and um, that might be the story of the game. You know, uh, I think Jared Goff might have a couple turnovers, might get sacked a couple more times. The crowd's going to be roaring. I think the Vikings win thirty to twenty-three. I think I think we'll see some scoring. Though. I'm excited for it. Preston, you going to disagree with them, or what? What are you thinking? You hear that? That's me cracking one open for Stone Cold Dan Campbell. <laughs> Dan, the freaking man. I love this guy. With that, I think they're going to split this season, but I have to take the Vikings at home. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Lions cover, though. Lions cover. Lions cover. 27 to 24. Hell yeah, Lions cover. But I got Vikings winning. I got Vikings winning. Yeah. Uh yeah, dude. I mean, Amonra St. Brown, bro. That dude. I mean, if you just look at his last eight games with the Lions, he hasn't had less than eight receptions in any of those games. So he gets targets, man. Definitely. If you drafted him in like the third or fourth round of fantasy, you got to steal. Um, and, and especially like in most people's leagues, he's probably like their third receiver too. So, I mean, that's even crazier. And he's playing like a number one guy right now. So I, and I think he's a number one. So yeah, I mean, he's been phenomenal. Another guy, Aiden Hutchinson, my pick for defensive rookie of the year. I think a pretty obvious pick for defensive rookie of the year. Had three sacks in the first half on Carson Wentz and that commander's O-line. So they just got a bunch of young stars. I'm excited for it. I'm going to be rooting for the Lions. Uh, but I think I don't think Kirk Cousins is going to play as bad. You know, playing that bad on primetime again. Minnesota's going to be pissed. Justin Jefferson's going to have a bounce back game. Uh, yeah, give me Minnesota. But yeah, I like I like Lions covering too. So I'm going to say that the... The Minnesota wins 28 to 27. Next game, we have the Baltimore Ravens going on the road to play the New England Patriots. 88% have picked the Ravens so far, and the picks can pick them. Preston, spread. 
Ravens are uh, favored by three. Ravens are favored by three. New England coming off a win. Baltimore coming off of a heartbreaking loss, I guess you could say. But Lamar Jackson, nothing to be ashamed about him. That dude is playing like an MVP right now, trying to get paid and doing everything he can. So, Lamar, keep doing your thing. New England, man, uh, a roster that I don't really like. I, I can't believe they beat the Steelers, man. Like I, I, like you were saying, Preston, Vegas knew something that we didn't with uh, favoring New England in that game. So, and they were right. And New England won the game. I, I, I thought it was crazy. I mean, yeah, New England held on. I still don't think, I still think there's a lot of holes in this roster. I don't like this offense at all. Uh, and yeah, I just, I don't see any scenario where the, the Patriots make the playoffs this year. I really don't. Not in that AFC not not in the AFC this year. I just don't. So, hmm, yeah, Baltimore's going to bounce back. I'll, I'll just go ahead and get this one out of the way. Baltimore's going to bounce back. I think they'll win pretty comfortably. Lamar, last time Lamar was in New England, he balled out his MVP year and blew out the Patriots. Uh, so I think Baltimore's going to win eh, by like about a touchdown. So give me Baltimore to win. Let's go 28 to 21. Glad Hill. Yeah, I hate to keep making Colin Coward references, but uh, he, he compared uh... – he compared Bill Belichick to uh, Greg Popovich, and I think it's, I think it's incredibly accurate. Just kind of drafts are getting weirder. Transactions, some of the transactions are getting odd. Just some of the decisions, especially you know having Matt Patricia, Joe Judge, kind of heading the play calling. Just don't really know what's going on in New England right now. Um, Going to take the Ravens to bounce back. Just, I mean, crazy. I mean, <laughs> Lamar Jackson with like over three hundred yards passing, and then also at one hundred and twenty yards rushing, like. Nuts. Uh, absolutely nuts. No other guy in the league who can do that. So, yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool stats there. I'm going to take the Ravens to come uh, get a little um, post-loss, you know, big win here. I think, they'll, I think they'll roll in this one. I think it'll be 34 to 20. Preston. Yeah, Lamar is that guy. And Patriots, all I know is if Bill Belichick – doesn't start winning some games and he finishes career out like this, he could go down as one of the most overrated coaches ever. Right. Just think about it because everybody's going to be saying, Oh, it was Brady that whole time. It was Brady. It was Brady. It was Brady, which I don't think it's true. I think Bill Belichick is actually a great coach, but he's going to have a lot of doubters if he doesn't start turning things around and it starts in the draft. The Patriots have always struggled in the draft. They just they just don't have the the up and coming talent that you know they really never have had that up and coming talent. Um, you know they've had some players, um, but most of the players on the offensive side of the ball have been through transactions. All the players that they got for Brady. So I don't know. I don't know what to say. All I know is that I got the Ravens winning this game. I'm going to say the Ravens win 35 uh, to 20. Yeah, I've already had a rant on this podcast. Like, I think it was like two years ago when the during COVID, when the uh, Panthers or not the Panthers, the Patriots were struggling with Cam Newton, COVID Cam around that time. And uh, I, I remember I like did a rant because I like I think somebody asked me like, "Oh, was it more Belichick? Was it more Brady?" And I was like, "Well, obviously, I mean that's that's a very you know hard comparison because I mean they both did it." But I, I as I started convincing myself more. I mean, yeah, it was more Brady. I think I think I said like 70 30 Brady or 70 30 in favor of Brady. But I mean, regardless, uh, I thought that was an interesting take that you said there, Preston. Uh, if Belichick, you know, if, say they have like a 
terrible, terrible year. Maybe, you know, people are going to start pointing some fingers. So uh, we'll see what happens. But we all got Ravens. I think it was Belichick at the beginning of the career. Brady took over and it became Tom's team probably about 10 years ago. So yeah. I think the early Super Bowls were Belichick, later Super Bowls were Brady. There we go. On to the next. All right. Let's leave it at that. Next game, we have the Cincinnati Bengals going around the road to play the New York Jets. Did you guys know that last week, for the first time since 2018, the New York Jets won a game in September? Congratulations, Jets. You made it. You won a game in September. Also, uh, another thing that was crazy was, uh, I think it was like the first time in like, oh God, it was, it was something crazy. I wish I had it off the top of my head. I know I saw it, but it was like, the uh, the Jets, the Jaguars, and the uh, who who else is a crappy team that won last week? Uh, <laughs> historically, I saw it too. Oh, the Lions. Yeah, it was like the Lions, the Jets, and the Jaguars. Like first time since like '09, they all won on the same day. Yeah, I, I saw something else. It was like first first day since sometime in like 2008, 2009, when the Yankees Mets. Giants and Jets all won on the same day. Right. All the New York teams. <laughs> yeah. That was that was funny too. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. So not 2009, 2011. First time in 10 years, Jets, Lions, Jaguars all won on the same day. Boom. And then also, okay, yeah. What you were saying, Gledhill. 13 years, 2009, Mets, Yankees, Jets, and Giants all won on the same day. So <laughs> it was a great week for, uh, for those uh, poor franchise type of teams. Uh, but Preston, what is the spread in this game? The the right now, Pigskin Pick'em has Bengals eighty six percent. Bengals are favored by four and a half. Bengals are favored by four and a half. Uh, all right, Gledhill, we'll start with you on this one. Bengals zero and two right now, just lost to the Cowboys and Cooper Rush. Are you panicking? Uh, I'm not panicking. There's a lot of football to be played. Um, Joe Burrow seems really calm right now. Just not, you know, it's it's not. I don't think it's mayhem right now. I think there's there's issues on their offense that they can fix. They spent a lot of money on the offensive line, and it hasn't been great so far this year. Um, it just might take some time to gel. I think the AFC North is winnable for them. I, I don't know. It might be tough to beat this Ravens team right now. I think they're looking really good, but they are vulnerable in the back half of that defense. Uh, you mentioned their corners were really struggling so far this year. Um, that old line just has to really gel. Might take some time, but Joe Burrow has been sacked 13 times in two weeks. That can't happen. That was happening his rookie year before he got hurt. I think I think they'll fix the issues, but just just give it some time. I think this is a good get right game against the Jets. Um, and I guess I'll just start it off with the pick. I think they'll bounce back. They'll get a nice win. Really hoping to see it. Love Joe Burrow, and I don't think it's time to push the panic button just yet. There's still you know 15 games left to go. I think this team will beat up on the Browns and they'll beat up on the Steelers because of the deficits that they have at quarterback. So give me the, uh, give me the, uh, give me the Bengals to win this game. 31 to 17. All right, Preston, you panicking on the Bengals. Am I panicking on the Bengals? Well, I'm panicking if I'm Joe Burrow because my knees, my ankles, my ribs, Everything's probably hurting at this point. <laughs> Everything. 13 sacks through two weeks. Like, come on, man. That's terrible. Now he'll have more time in the pocket against the Jets, and he'll be able to make plays, and they'll be able to run the ball with Joe Mixon. 
Uh, and maybe this will be a confidence booster for them. I think they go in and they beat the uh, they beat the Jets. Joe Flacco been hooping a little bit though. Joe Flacco been hooping a little bit. Uh, <laughs> so I'm gonna say Bengals go ahead and win this game, uh, 27 to 22. To give the benefit of the doubt to the Bengals offensive line. Now, yes, it, well, it has looked like Joe Burrow's rookie year where he got injured, which God forbid that happens again. Uh, to give them the benefit of the doubt, they have played T.J. Watt and the Steelers that first week, and then last year they played Micah Parsons and the Dallas Cowboys. So, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, they Obviously, 13 sacks in, in two games is, is not a good thing at all. I mean, that's terrible. It's, I mean, that's going to get Joe Burrow hurt. Uh, but, yeah, no, there's no reason that they should have lost that game to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I mean, the fact that they came back, they crawled back into the game, the Cowboys gave them every chance to come back and win that game, and they still couldn't do it. Credit to the da- to Dallas defense, but I mean the Bengals they they uh, they're gonna have to find a way to win this game. Uh, so this th- it starts this week. It starts this week with beating a Jets team that is coming off of a big win. But I mean they're they're still the better team. They I think they're gonna be okay. Now if they lose this game, obviously we panic. But they're I don't think they're going to lose this game. It's funny because when I look at this game, Bengals and Jets, they actually played last year uh, in Week Eight. In New York, and Glenn Hill, I know you remember this one. This was the Mike White uh, game where Mike White just went in there and he beat the Bengals, uh, and it was it was crazy. He threw like three touchdown passes, and I remember it was like it lasted for like a good week or two weeks of just Mike White hype. So unless you know, jokingly as I say this, unless the Jets decide to start Mike White over Joe Flacco, the Bengals will win this game. No, just kidding though. But I, I got Bengals winning. They bounce back, twenty six to seventeen. Uh, nothing crazy. There's, there's still some problems offensively on, and on the offensive line. Uh, I, I just think it's not going to be as, as much of a blowout as it probably should be. Next game, division rival showdown right here. We got the Philadelphia Eagles going on the road to play the Washington Commanders. 91% have picked the Eagles. Pickskin pick them. Preston, spread. The Eagles are favored by six and a half. So surprisingly big spread for a game that's in Washington, right? It's in Washington. And what else was I going to say? And the Commanders haven't been looking that bad this season. Carson no. Wentz has been putting up numbers. No, they almost came back in that Lions game. Uh, they just started really slow. Uh, credit to the Lions for just really out, like pounding them inside with the running the football. Like there was a point where they were down twenty-two to zero in that game, and they only had twenty-seven total yards of offense. So you can't start that slow against this Eagles team, or they're going to do the exact same thing against you. Like the Eagles run the ball super well; they do a lot of things well. Uh, but in back going back to Washington, it could make up for an interesting game. Preston, I'll let you start this one. Uh, what are you thinking here? This is a tricky pick because with that spread, I'm low-key thinking Vegas expecting something. Um, I think they, they're trying to take advantage of people who think the Eagles are better than what they are. You know, the Eagles have looked good through two weeks, but we know that once they start playing against better competition, we're going to see some holes and teams are going to figure out where they can uh, take advantage of the Eagles' weaknesses. The Commanders, right? Divisional game in Washington. Okay, I'm surprised that the spread isn't closer. And because it's not closer, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take the Commanders in this game. I'm going to go ahead because I have a feeling these teams are going to split this year. I'm going to say the Commanders go ahead and they win. 23 to 22. I say it's going to be a really close game. They're going to win on the last second field goal. You never know with those division showdowns. 
especially since Jalen Hurts at any point, he could have a bad passing game, right? Now, I want to give him a lot of credit. Now, so far, Jalen Hurts has been proving me wrong. Like you guys know, if you listen to this podcast, I am not a big Jalen Hurts guy. I never have been. I think he's so unproven as a passer, and I didn't like the praise he had been getting because I just thought that there was so much wrong with his game. Like, yes, he's a dual threat, but I mean, just as a passer, I'm like, man, if, if teams force this guy to throw, I just don't think he's going to be a successful quarterback. Now, so far, he shut me up. The first two weeks, completely, like, that's gone out the window. Uh, okay, throw under pressure. He struggles to throw under pressure. He's good when he has time in the pocket because his pocket presence is amazing. Yeah, and then that, that's a credit to Philly and their offseason moves and Howie Roseman, you know, building that team. They have a great offensive line, great supporting cast. I mean, they're receiving core right now with Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. They do a lot of th- they do a lot of great things right now. Jalen Hurts is in a perfect situation, uh, similar to Tua. Tua's in a really good situation right now. So if they're not under pressure, they make those throws that they're supposed to make. But there were still problems that I thought Jalen Hurts had as a passer, but right now he's shut me up so far. I still would like to see him tested a little bit more. And now it's he's going to get tested. Like this is only the first two weeks. I thought Minnesota would be a bigger test defensively. Uh, so I don't know if Philly is just that much better than them or if Minnesota maybe just wasn't as good to begin with. Who knows, man? Or maybe it's just Kirk Cousins on primetime is just one of those games. I don't know. I think Philadelphia is going to be a really good team. But I would like to see Jalen Hurts tested a little bit more because he's made all the throws he's supposed to make. But what happened? Like when he hits adversity, how is he going to play? And that's what I were really going to be eyeing on. So if this Washington team gets a lot of pressure on him this game, I'm interested to know will he be able to make those throws that he was making in that Minnesota game? Because in that Minnesota game, he had perfect protection, wide open coverage. Like, I mean, it, it was all laid out there for him. He hit the receiver in stride every time. And obviously we know how good he is as a runner. So yes, uh, if Washington can test him in the passing ability and he passes that test, then I'll be like, okay, this Jalen Hurts guy, he might be for real, but I still need to see a little bit more, but man, right now, if he keeps doing what he's doing, he's going to continue to shut, uh, shut me up. Preston, I'm going to disagree with you though. I think the Eagles as a whole are just a much better team. You know, Carson Wentz, I, I, I see, I say, I see like a scenario where he goes in there and he throws maybe a couple turnovers. They go down you know, super early. And then it just, it's too much of a hole. So I'm going to take Philly uh, in Washington though. It's interesting, but I'm just going to go ahead. I, I think Philly is playing a little bit better right now. Yeah. Maybe they're not, you know, this dominant force uh, that maybe some people are talking to them about. Like I, like I saw like, Oh, people, they, they want to see a Philly and Buffalo Super Bowl. Like let's, let's, let's calm down a little bit. It's only week two and, and Philly, Right now, if they played Buffalo, that would not be very good. So uh, let, let's calm down a little bit on Philadelphia here. They're a great team. They're shedding people up right now, but they got a long way to go. So, uh, but I think they're going to go to three and zero right here, and they're going to. And Jalen Hurts is just going to continue to prove me wrong. So Philadelphia wins. Let's go thirty to twenty five. Gladhill. Yeah, the Eagles, man. They um. I, I, I'm interesting to see what can shut down this offense because I think they do so many things well that just putting pressure on Jalen Hurts I don't think is going to be enough to stop this offense because this this offense is not Jalen Hurts centric. This offense is is you know centered around running the football. Um, they, they might be the best rushing team in the league. And I think the, the play designs looking really really good so far this year. Uh, Miles Sanders, Keith Gain, you know uh, Gainwell. Um, now adding A.J. Brown in there, which gives them more of a vertical component. Um, they've been looking great so far this year, putting up, you know, um, having that really good game in Detroit, you know, scoring and then and then uh, just 
totally stifling the Vikings there. Until somebody shows, you know, a blueprint for how to stifle this offense, I, 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 uh, I'm going to keep rolling with the Eagles. I think they're a really scary team, um, and they've shown that they can do really well on the defensive side as well. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they play on the road here going into Washington because I, I, I do agree with, with Preston that this could be a trap game here for them, uh, especially because it's in division. I don't expect a blowout here. Uh, I, would, I would stay away from this game betting-wise. I'm not confident the Eagles can cover here, but I do think they'll do enough to win. Uh, and I think they'll. I think this is going to be a, a higher-scoring game. I think it'll, you know, be an Eagles. I'm going to go 26 to 21. Eagles win. It'll be a little closer though. So. Yeah. No, I agree. I think it's going to be close too. So we'll see what happens. Next game, we have the New Orleans Saints going on the road to play the Carolina Panthers. 81% right now have the New Orleans Saints winning this game. Preston, what's the spread? Saints are favored by a field goal. Saints are favored by a field goal. I heard a thing that Jameis Winston is playing with like five fractures right now. So uh, Four. Four? It was four? Yeah, so I watch out for that. Is he, uh, is, is he, is he on track to play this week? I haven't heard anything else. I think he's... He's good to go, but I know he's uh, he's banged up right now, obviously. So, and le- I haven't heard anything else, but I think uh, I think Jameis Winston is on track to play. Yeah, I'm looking it up. It says he's. Uh, yeah, I don't see anything right now. There, uh, there aren't any injury updates for him. Okay, well, I haven't heard anything else, so I'm I'm assuming he is going to play. Oh, Carolina, man, Carolina. Uh, I am glad I picked against them again last week. I picked the Giants. I wasn't confident in that pick, uh, but the Giants ended up going 2-0. I mean, right now we're just counting. We just start the countdown right now. How long is it going to be until uh, Matt Rule is fired? I mean, because he's probably going to be the first head coach out. So Carolina right now is probably the worst team in football through the first two weeks of the season. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, they're just, uh, they're kind of a mess right now. So I just, there's not a lot of good things about Carolina. So I'm I'm just going to go ahead and get this one out of the way. I'm, I'm going to say that uh, New Orleans wins this game in a uh, a boring one, honestly. Like, I think this is going to be like one of those games where the Saints win just by shutting down the offense, but but not really scoring that much either. Uh, looking back on that game versus the Buccaneers, the, the biggest thing that popped out to me was, was Mike Evans and freaking Marshawn Lattimore having another altercation. I mean, those two guys... It's crazy how much, like, because Mike Evans is a guy that, you know, he was an Aggie, you know, Texas A&M, a lot of guys, a lot of people love him here in Aggie land, and they talk so highly of him. And he and he's a good guy. Like, you know, watching interviews with him, he's a really good guy. He's been one of the most consistent receivers in the NFL since he's been in the league. I mean, seven straight, a thousand yard season. Like, he's he's always been one of the best receivers in the league. But every time, man, every time he plays the the Saints, like Marshall Lattimore, always something happens and he just turns into a different person. Like you can tell that those two guys genuinely hate each other the way that they they're fighting and pushing each other. And I mean, it got Mike Evans suspended again. I mean, this it's just crazy, man. Uh, but I mean, the Saints overall, they just lost to a better football team. They're going to get a much easier road right here in Carolina. Last year, Carolina did did beat them in Carolina. And that was back when the Panthers started three and zero, and they had Sam Darnold at the realm. Uh, it's a little bit different now. Uh, I think the saints are just going to be, I think the saints can win this game strictly by running the football and uh, dominating the time possession. So give me the saints to win low scoring game. Let's go 21 to 14. Glad hell. Who do you got? Yeah. I don't really have a ton of confidence in the Panthers here. I, I don't, I don't really see this as a potential trap game. Uh, 
I think the Panthers are struggling to kind of find their groove offensively, and and they've been you know kind of struggling on the back half of the defense as well. I think uh, the Saints will get pressure uh, on Baker, and force a couple turnovers, and then the offensive side of the ball, they have some weapons there: you know, Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave. Looks like Kamara is back this week. You know, just just a balanced attack offensively. Uh, I think they'll I think they'll go on the road and get it done. And and even if Jameis is not fully healthy and ready to go, I just think the weapons they have they'll they'll find a way to get it done. I just think they're a, a better run football team right now, and uh, I think it's going to show. So I'll go Saints twenty one to thirteen. Kind of ugly. Yeah, pretty close to mine. Preston. Oh, Carolina. I mean, if you pick any, if you pick Carolina this game, you're crazy. I mean, they're at home, but New Orleans defense, they're not going to do anything. 20 to zero, Saints win. (laughs) Yo, that's crazy. That's funny, though. 20 to zero. Dang, that's harsh. Especially a team that that you like, Preston. I know that hurts you to say. Not liking them right now. Uh, But okay, well, let's move on to a team that I know you like the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, they're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. 95% have picked the the Chargers. I mean, I think that's pretty obvious for the picks can pick them. I don't think many people would pick the Jaguars in this game anyways. And, of course, the Chargers are coming off a loss, too. A, lo- a loss that, uh, Preston, I'll let you break down that game a little bit Thursday night. But, I mean, as you watch that game, as I go back and watch that game, yes, I picked the Chiefs. I was a lone wolf. Y'all, two picked the Chargers. But, uh, Preston, as you go back and watch that game, and I think you could probably agree with me that uh, the Chargers probably should have won that game. Classic Chargers lost. We had so many opportunities as far as on the defensive side of the ball. We had about five times where we should have picked off the off Mahomes, right? And then Herbert makes one mistake. And it honestly wasn't even his mistake. It was the fact that they went hurry up and Everett was just gassed. Okay. And 95 yard pick six. Like, come on, bro. Like one mistake, one mistake. And that's the game. They should have won that game. And then Herbert gets hurt after that, bro. He's dealing with cracked ribs. Um, so he might not even play this weekend. I hope they don't play him. It's Jacksonville. You know, I think that we could still get the – I don't know if we could get the job done without him, but I'd, I'd low-key be okay taking with this loss just to make sure he's healthy and ready to go because having him play with this injury and he just takes one bad hit, that's, you know, our season's in shambles. So I'm still going to take the Chargers to win this game. I think it'd be dumb to take Jacksonville to win, even though this is a game the Chargers would lose, even if Herbert Herbert plays. This is a game that the Chargers would lose, just being a fan of theirs my entire life. This is a game that they definitely would lose and could lose. Chargers win this game 27-20. Um, to 20. Yeah, so Brandon Staley on the process of determining whether or not Justin Herbert can play, he said, this was as 24 minutes ago, by the way, we're going to listen to Justin. The players are all up front of the decision that we make since I've become the head coach and then making sure we have alignment with the medical team. So he's questionable right now. He's day-to-day. Uh, I, I think, I, I agree with you, Preston. I think it'd be smart to rest him because this is a game that you can afford to lose. Uh, ideally, you don't want to lose it, uh, but, I mean, you're playing the Jaguars. Yes, the Jaguars... <laughs> Credit to the Jaguars, man. They're in sole possession of first place in the AFC South right now. That's how bad it is. Uh, they shut out the Colts, uh, and 
yes, they're looking pretty decent right now, but they're still in the AFC South. I mean, that division is going to be bad. Like I, I could see a scenario where Jacksonville wins like seven, eight games and they, they still find a way to win that division because that, that division ends up being just a dumpster fire. Uh, so Jaguars still have a long way to go, but they did get a win. Uh, the chargers. Yeah. Like I said, watching that game, multiple opportunities just missed. I think if they were to, if they would have cleaned up some stuff early on in that game, they probably could have won that game by multiple scores, but they didn't. And that's a credit to the Chiefs. That's a credit to to Patrick Mahomes, the adjustments that Andy Reid made. And yeah, I mean, that 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 pick six changed a lot of the momentum in that game that ultimately won the Chiefs. Uh, they ultimately won the Chiefs that game. Now, in terms of Justin Herbert, I mean, that dude's tough as nails, man. I mean, he got cracked. He got cracked. And that dude still found a way to get back on the field and 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 throw a dot, bro, a dot for a touchdown. Like that was that was amazing, bro. Like I've never seen anything like that. That dude is tough. And and even the play before where he was, you know, he had a chance where he was gonna run it, but he kind of like you know tensed up a little bit and then just like threw it away because he was in that much pain. And the next play, it's like he wasn't even hurt. He just threw a dot like in double coverage. You know, I think it was what was it, Joshua Palmer or something, just caught that dime and then boom, right back in it's on that fourth down play. So. He continues to prove why he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Just so clutch, such a young, great leader. And he's just really fun to watch. I, re- I When I saw him go down, I, I I was scared. I was like, oh, dude, I really hope he's okay. Because that, you know, you never want to see that happen. So if he doesn't play, I still think they can win. Uh, I still think Chase Daniels is capable of having one of those like game managing type games. I mean, he's going to have all the all the pieces around him uh, to, to be successful now, obviously, the loss of Keenan Allen does hurt. So, I mean, we'll, we'll notify how, how this offense looks moving forward without him. But regardless, I think this Chargers team is still capable of beating Jacksonville this week in, in Los Angeles. I, I still do it. Uh, Gledhill, I, I see you smiling over there. I, are, are you going to pick the Jaguars? I, let me just say that I'm, gonna, I'm sticking with Chargers. Justin Herbert plays or not, I'm not changing my pick. I'm I'm going with Chargers. Uh, I got Chargers low scoring, twenty four to twenty. Oh man, this is this is tough. I, I it is in L A though. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Chargers, but let's talk about the Jaguars a little bit. Yeah, they 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 look they've looked interesting this year. Almost beat the Commanders in Week One, and then came out at home and shut out the Colts. Did not see that coming at all. I know I know they have a history of, of you know beating up on the Colts at home, but. Uh, did not expect 24 nothing. Did not expect you know three interceptions from Matt Ryan. Um, did not expect the defense to play as well as they as they did. I think they have a couple really good young players there. Josh Allen's really great. Jaguars Josh Allen, of course, really really good player. They drafted Trayvon Walker number one overall. He's looked really good so far. And then the offensive side, man, Trevor Lawrence, you know, 25 for 30, really good quarterback rating. And then uh, you know, we know they got that run game with James Robinson and got a couple good receivers he's throwing to too. I know. They're probably overpaying Christian Kirk for for how good he is, but uh, he played really, really well. I just think there's a lot to like there in Jacksonville, and the classic overreaction this week is, can the Jaguars win that division? I don't know. I think that might be an overreaction right now. I still think that – I don't think it is. I I don't know. It's such a weak division, and with both the the Titans and the Colts being 0-2 – Maybe it's not. I don't know. We'll have to see. That's gonna be interesting to, to, to follow. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Chargers this week in LA. I think it's a safe pick, but uh, I'd like to think this one will be close. I'd like to think you know maybe it'll be a 27-24 type of game. Very interested to see how this one plays out because 
I would not be shocked. I don't think it's going to happen, but I would not be shocked if the Jaguars get an upset win here. I think they're underrated. I think they they showed you know how talented they are last week, and getting you know getting the drama with Urban Meyer out, having Doug Peterson, Super Bowl winning coach, coming in this year. Um, I think they'll uh, start to to flourish a little bit. But uh, I, um, I I love this to be the coming out party for the new era Jaguars and and the Trevor Lawrence. I'd like to see this week be the coming out party, but uh, I still think the Chargers will win by a few points. I'm, you won't pick them, no balls. Don't do it. Don't 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 do no it. Balls. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. What's it called? I uh, I would ra- yeah, I would rather have them not play Justin Herbert if there's any concern. But I'm still gonna pick the Chargers. I still have confidence in their team. I still think they can win this game without him. I don't know if that sounds crazy, but Preston, I think that I think y'all can't. I think y'all can win this game without him. Next game, we have the Los Angeles Rams going on the road to play the Arizona Cardinals. Another division showdown. 83% have the Rams to 17% of the Cardinals. Preston, spread. Rams are favored by three and a half. Rams are favored by three and a half. Okay, the Cardinals, man. (sighs) I can't believe they won that game, man. That was wild. That was one of the better games last week against the Raiders. Uh, you know, obviously back-to-back fumbles from Renfro got him, you know, and then Kyler Murray just having, you know, that crazy touchdown and that two-point conversion where he had 20 seconds and they said he ran like 80-something yards on that play. Like, that that was ridiculous, man. Uh, it, it was just crazy. And then obviously there was some altercation, you know, they were investigating on that fan that apparently hit Kyler Murray in the face on the celebration. I went back and watched it. It looked like a complete accident. Nothing seemed like it was intentional there, but I could see why people saw otherwise too. Uh, but it was just my point of saying that is just, it was just an emotional game, emotional game. Uh, both teams were looking to not go. zero and two and the Cardinals ended up coming back. Now, when I was watching that game, I remember talking really bad on this Cardinals team. I was like, man, you know, this is the team I thought I was going to see, man, you know, Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray, like, this uh, there's so much wrong with this offense this year. This team's not gonna make the playoffs. Like my take for the Cardinals is looking really good, and then Kyler Murray goes out there and plays like he played the you know, first few weeks of the season last year, where he just goes off. So hey, man, kind of shut me up a little bit in that game, but uh, I still don't, I still think this Cardinals team has uh, a lot of flaws in their game right now. But regardless, Gledho, what do you think? Uh, how, how do you see this one playing out? Uh, this one's tough because I. I um... Man, did the Cardinals just like find something there at the end of the at the end of uh, week two? Um, a big comeback there. I'm not really sure. And the Rams, you know, just just looking a little suspect on the offensive side, especially on the offensive line. Um, I mentioned last week how streaky Matt Stafford can be. Not really sure what to make of this team right now. I think they're still you know a top ten football team, but I think there's a lot of questions and there's a lot of things to figure out. And right, you know, just as the Cardinals turned it on in the second half, it looked like the Rams kind of turned it off in the second half and kind of allow the Falcons to come back. So this is a tough game to pick. All of these NFC West, you know, AFC West games, you know, particularly the NFC West, you know, they've been really tough to pick in recent years. It seems like some teams have other teams' numbers, and then that can reverse you know, really quickly. But I'm going to take recent history, and recent history has suggested that the Rams have, have dominated the Cardinals. So I think even going to – this game's in Arizona, right? Yeah, it's in Arizona. I think even going to Arizona, uh, I still think the Rams – have the better coach team, although would not be shocked if the Cardinals win this game. Um, I'm going to take the Rams. I think it's going to be like a 24 to 21 type of game. Don't have a lot of confidence picking this one, but I'm going to go Rams. Close one. 
Yeah, I'm going to go Rams. Uh, Cardinals, they, I mean, like you said, maybe they just found something there at the end of that game and they came back. Credit to them. Uh, you know, they could be in a situation where they're 0-2 and they have they would have to win this game. But now they have a little bit more leeway because they won that that week two game against the Raiders. So, uh, yeah, the Rams, man. Honestly, they almost, uh, they almost pulled a uh, reverse Falcons there. Or I guess the Falcons almost pulled the reverse Falcons coming back uh, because that was... Uh, <laughs> That was crazy, man. They were up 28 to three. And I remember making that comment too, to my, to, you know, some of the guys I was watching on the team. And I was like, you know, like just watch Atlanta's going to come back, but I was joking and they, and they came back and it came down, you know, Cooper cup fumbled. I was like, Oh my God, like, is this really happening right now? Falcons looking to be a little bit competitive, even if they're, you know, like I said, I'm not going to pick them. And then then I texted you, I texted you and I said, I still have zero confidence. The Falcons are going to win this game. I just, I just know them. Like they're going to still lose this. Oh yeah. But I was just more, it wasn't really even the Falcons. It was just more of the fact that like 28 to three and like, oh my God, like this is, and all the stuff that was happening. Like I could, I could have saw a scenario of it happening. Uh, But yeah, I got Rams. Rams, uh, they have a lot of things. They have things to figure out. Preston said they he thinks that they're on a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover. They might be. They didn't. They haven't looked very good. They haven't looked like the Rams, at least. Uh, but I, th- I think they'll take care of Arizona. So I don't know. I think this is going to be closer than people think. But let's go. Uh, let's go, Rams. Rams get it done. Twenty seven, twenty four. Preston. Yeah, dude. Uh, with this game, I think you know you guys are onto something. Did the Cardinals figure something out last game? You know what they figured out? Screw the offense. Backyard football with Kyler Murray, bro. Backyard football. Just let him run around back there like a freaking madman and let him do his thing because that kid is magical when he's on a whim. Um, With that being said, I'm not going to start picking the Cardinals in these tough matchups until they show me that they can be good uh, and they can play well in the first half. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say the Rams win this game. Cardinals come back in garbage time, but it's not enough. Uh, 34 to 28. Okay. Next game. Preston, I think uh, this might be it. This might be it. Yeah, this is the AIDS game of the week. I already made it. Okay, but this I, I is an interesting matchup, though. This is this is interesting. What's interesting about How it? How is it interesting? What's bro? interesting about it? These teams suck. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess it's Geno Smith versus Marcus Mariota. I mean... It could be Drew Locke versus Desmond Ritter, which is even, I mean, just as bad. Yeah. No, Ritter uh, would be exciting. I want to see Ritter. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the Seahawks looked pretty, pretty garbage last week. I don't know. Uh, do you want me to start with this game since I'm talking already? Yeah, but hold on. Hold, hold on a second. Uh, 66% have picked the Seahawks. That was actually a lot uh, more uh, one sided than I thought. And then Preston, what that's is, crazy to me. What is the spread? Are they favorite? Seahawks are favored by one and a half in this game, surprisingly. Okay, Gledhill. That, that that crowd, man, they got up. They that crowd got up for that Russell Wilson game. The team, you know, played inspired football. You know, the Falcons, man, losing their first two games by a combined five points. Just just some tough luck there. Um because uh, I, I feel bad for this team, man. They're 0-2, and then now they're, you know, now they're going they're going against on the road against the Seahawks this week. And then they're going, um, you know, just the week after playing it in, in LA, just, just tough, tough sledding there. Uh, yeah, this is tough. I'm going to go. I think Atlanta's coming up with a big road win here. I, I low key, I low key like this offense. 
with uh, with Cordero Patterson uh, playing playing well early on, and then um, with you know Drake London too, really young, talented receiver. Drake, um, I, I I yeah, I I like uh, I, I I there's there's some parts of this offense that I really like, and I think they have some potential than the Seahawks do right now, and they're both poor on the defensive side of the ball. But it is in Seattle, so that that makes it tough. I think the Falcons are going to win a really close game. I think this offense has a lot of potential. I like their coach, Arthur Smith, more than most people do. And I think they'll, uh, I think they'll be ready for this one. I think they'll, I think they'll, I think they'll put up some points. 27, 24 though. I think because it's in Seattle, it's going to be close, but uh, yeah, give me Atlanta in this game. How about that? Okay, Preston, you were you seemed a little bit surprised when you saw that the Seahawks were favored by one. So I'm I'm guessing that you're you're gonna agree with Glenn Hill and pick the Falcons. Yeah, dude. I just think the Falcons are the better team. I actually like their offense that they're playing with Mariota. Um, it's shown to be pretty effective the first two weeks, and it's fun to watch. It's like a college style offense. It's it's weird. You don't really see it in the NFL um that often. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say Falcons win this game. I don't think the Seahawks are good. Despite the fact they're at home, I don't think they're going to be as fired up for this game. So I've got the Falcons winning this game 23-17. So I know y'all remembered when I said in the uh, NFC video that the Falcons, I thought they were going to be probably one of the worst teams in football. And they had maybe four to five to six at most winnable games on their schedule. And one of them was the Seahawks. I'm uh yeah, this is one of those winnable games. And I said, even though I probably won't pick the Falcons at all this year, even though they have winnable games, I'm going to go against that. And I'm going to pick them to get their first win this week. The thing with Seattle, I think that first win, like I said, the Broncos should have won that game. There were some coaching decisions that, that lost them that game. And then also, like I said, Geno Smith, I think he, he literally marked that on his calendar, bro. When he saw that he was going to be playing the Broncos that week one, he was going to be able, and he, and he got that start. He knew I'm going to go out there and I'm going to ball. And I'm going to, I'm going to be ready to play that game. And they're, they're not going to see what's coming. And that's exactly what happened. I don't think Seattle did anything else. They didn't show us anything like, Oh, this team is special. This team is going to be sleepers. No, they're still the Seahawks. I'm telling you that game was just put out. They, it was laid out for a blueprint for them to win that game. And Geno Smith took advantage of it. They're still a bad football team. Okay. And yes, going against the home crowd in Seattle, it's always hard. But this Falcons team is competitive, man. They're they're fighting. And I I mean, I kind of like what I've been seeing with them for the first few weeks. So all they got to do is not choke. So if they have a chance, like if they're up in this game, especially in the fourth quarter, if they're up late and the Seahawks have the ball, I'm going to be scared. And I'm going to be pissed if they lose. So Atlanta, just don't choke and you should win this game. So Atlanta wins a lower scoring game. Let's go Falcons win. 19 to 16. Couple more to go. Next game, Green Bay Packers going on the road to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 70% right now has Tampa Bay for the pigskin pick them. Preston, spread. Buccaneers are favored by one and a half. Buccaneers are favored by one and a half. Now, I look at these two matchups and I think of that that game that they had during COVID uh, with Tom Brady's first year. And you know, this at this point, a lot of people didn't, you know, Tom Brady was still new with his team. You know, everybody knew Green Bay as, you know, that team with Aaron Rodgers. You know, a lot of people had Green Bay winning that game, and Tampa Bay just smacked them. Defense shut them down. It was one of those 
Aaron Rodgers regular season games where he threw like three picks and they just got shut down. Like, uh, and, and Tom Brady and that team just rolled over them in Tampa Bay. So I think they, they went up early in that game and Tampa Bay just scored like three, four straight touchdowns unanswered because it had like the classic Aaron Rodgers meme where like he scored and he was like kind of thrusting his hips on the end zone. And it was like moments before disaster because after that they ended up getting blown out like 28 to 10. So I just, I I remember that game so much uh, now that I think about it more. Preston, Tampa Bay's defense is looking elite right now. Probably the best team in the NFC with that defense. Uh, But Tom Brady seems to be a little bit unhappy. You know, seems to be uneased and everything, but his defense has been able to help him out right now so far. So how are you feeling about uh, Tampa Bay, you know, just kind of moving forward and, and going into this game? Uh, statement the other day, I said, is this team going to be like the 2016 Broncos, you know, where uh, Peyton Manning was starting to get up there in age and he wasn't really putting points on the board as much anymore. But that defense was insane. And they went and they won the school that year. Are we going to see something similar with the Bucs where they're just led by their defense? Now, with that being said, weird matchup because we're not sure how good pack the Packers are yet and how good Aaron Rodgers is with that receiving core. So I can see why people are leaning Bucks. But if Aaron Rodgers comes out and, and plays well, and I don't know if the Buccaneers are going to be able to match it with the points on the board. But this Buccaneers defense has shown that they are elite this season for sure. And I don't know if Aaron Rodgers has enough firepower to put up as many points on the board as he's going to need to. So I'm going to say the Buccaneers go ahead and win this game 20 to 30. Gledhill, what do you think? Oh, uh, yeah, this is tough because um, I don't have a lot of faith in either of these offenses right now. I mean, I knew the Packers were going to beat up on the Bears. I mean, they're going up against a bad team on your home field in prime time. Like that game was set up for the Packers to no issues on the offensive side. So, but, but, but that game didn't necessarily give me a ton of confidence in the Packers. Like, Oh my gosh, they're back. They figured it out. Now they're going on the road. They're going to tennis, you know, maybe the best defense in the league. But then again, the Buccaneers, you know, they're banged up at wide receiver. Mike Evans out with that um, for that altercation. And I have a lot of confidence in the, so who to pick in this game i think we're gonna get a low scoring game um really interested to see kind of like the, the chess match back and forth between these two teams i think they're pretty well coached still like matt lafleur people are saying he's overrated overrated fair but he does nothing in the regular season um todd bulls you know one of the best defensive coaches in the game uh, because this game's in Tampa Bay, I'm going to take the Buccaneers. Uh, I don't have a ton of confidence in this pick. Wouldn't be shocked if the Packers win it. But give me Tampa Bay at home. Yeah, I got a low-scoring game, too. I got 23-16. to 16. Uh, I liked all the points y'all made. I think Tampa Bay's defense is just going to shut down Aaron Rodgers in the end of it, and they're going to win. So we got really not much more to say. The loss of Mike Evans could hurt them a little bit, but they should be okay just with how good that defense is. So. All right, next game, we have Sunday Night Football, San Francisco 49ers going on the road to play the Denver Broncos, 57% to 43% in the pigskin pick them. This one's actually pretty close, Preston. Actually, this one might be the – this is one of the closer ones this week. This one and the Cowboys and Giants seem to be the, the closer ones this week. Uh, but nonetheless, in Denver, what is the spread? Uh, 49ers are favored by one. 
Close game. Okay, 49ers are favored by one. You want to start? Yeah. Uh, this game is pretty interesting because the Broncos are a team that we all thought was were going to be really good to start the season, but we're not sure with some of the coaching decisions um, that they've had in the first two weeks. It's been kind of scary, the fact that they lost to the Seahawks that first week, and then week two stills just some weird coaching decisions. 49ers, now it's Jimmy G time, baby, so – I think 49ers are are definitely the better team, and I think they're going to win this game until the Broncos show that they're a team that can be relied on to make decisions at the end of games. I can't pick the Broncos. 49ers win this game 26-22. to 22. If anybody was able to see that video of Trey Lance snapping his ankle, it was bad. Uh, you know, prayers up for him. That was uh, that was bad, man. Uh, now, happy for Jimmy G that he gets an opportunity, but that's just terrible for Trey Lance. And now 49ers are just kind of in a shaky situation. Now, I think Trey Lance is going to be okay, but, it, I mean, at some point it's like, okay, if Jimmy G goes out there and gets them to the playoffs again and has another successful season, like, okay, what do you do with Trey Lance? Like, is he still your guy moving forward? It seems like Kyle Shanahan likes this guy. So, I mean, I, that wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past him, but – at the end of the day, Trey Lance hasn't played like consistent football and like it's going to be at that point, what, three years. So I don't know, man. It's just like how 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 much do you just hang on to this Trey Lance thing? Like like if next year, what if he comes back and he's just not the same? I don't know. I'm, just, I'm Right now I'm thinking of the worst case scenario, but I'm, I'm also like looking at Jimmy G too because Jimmy G, say what you want about him, he's been able to win. So uh, yeah, but with that being said, onto this game, I got the 49ers winning. Uh, I think the Bron- I don't like the Broncos' decisions offensively. Uh, you know, just with Nathaniel Hackett, I don't like the way they've been calling plays and everything. And I, I just think they have a lot of things to figure. out. I think Russ will figure it out before Nathaniel Hackett will figure it out. But Denver hasn't impressed me, and they sure didn't impress me last week in that win versus the Texans. So give me the 49ers to win in a in a low scoring game. I think this is going to be a defensive game. I don't see this game you know being that high scoring in general. So. Yeah, give me the 49ers to win. Let's go 20 to 16. Glad Hill. Yeah, you said, I mean, you said you think Russell Wilson will figure it out before, you know, Nathaniel Hackett. Well, I think those two guys are just, they're tied at the hips. So I don't know if really one can figure it out before the other. They got to figure it out together, obviously. Um, Fair enough. You know, Russell Wilson's new to the team. Um, Nathaniel Hackett, you know, first time as a head coach, you know, he's coming from Green Bay where, he wasn't calling the plays, you know, Aaron Rodgers is kind of the, kind of the, the field general out there. And then Matt LaFleur's calling the plays. So, you know, what was more Hackett's roles in, in green Bay, uh, obviously the, the Broncos fell in love with him, made him the head coach. Um, I think he'll be okay, but it just seemed like he really froze at the end of that Seattle game. It just really, you know, we'll have to see that this team's going to be so interesting to follow throughout the season, because it's not like they got a cupcake to figure it out. They're, they're playing, you know, Tough and NFC NFC West opponents, and then obviously they're, they're in the hardest division in football out there in the in the AFC West. So, really tough schedule. It, it'd be interesting to see, you know, how long it takes for them to kind of figure things out. But I think the 49ers, you know, even without Elijah Mitchell uh, and then and then Trey Lance now hurt, I think they'll be. I think they're a better football team today with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. And I still think they can move the ball without Elijah Mitchell. They've proven that over the last couple of weeks with Jeff Wilson. Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, and then we know they get it done on the defensive side of the ball too. So this is a Super Bowl roster. Might be the best team in the NFC. Might um, 
Denver, and I got to pick them right now. Um, just have a lot more confidence in their coaching, and uh, Jimmy G's been in this system for a long time. So 26 to 20. Uh, all right, we got one more to go. Monday Night Football, Dallas Cowboys going on the road to play the New York Giants. Giants are 2-0. and Crazy, man. Uh, they might be one of the worst 2-0 and teams I've seen in a while, but hey, they're 2-0, and and they're playing uh, better football. So as a Giants fan, you got to be pretty happy to see that. Cowboys able to get a win over the Bengals. Talked a little bit about that. Their defense, I mean, uh, one thing we can be sure of is their defense is very good under Dan Quinn. It's competitive. I mean, they, they will rush the passer and they'll get to you. So, uh, you know, exciting to see that. Obviously, still a lot of problems with offense. Uh, I mean, they went up early in that game versus the Bengals, and then they just really couldn't score. I mean, I, it was kind of pretty evident that it was going to be like that. It can only last for so long that Cooper Rush is going to put up points. So, I mean, it, it didn't surprise me at all that that game ended up being like a, a 20 to 17 type game. Like, that's just like how I would expect it if the Cowboys were to win, uh, which I did say that. Uh, they would win a game that they shouldn't win. I thought it was going to be that Tampa Bay game, but I guess it was a Cincinnati game. But yeah, uh, now they're going on the road playing a, giant, a Giants team, and this uh, will decide if the Giants, I guess, uh, are going to make that leap or not. Because even though the Cowboys might not be, you know, such a hard outing as it was in, pa- in previous Cowboys teams, this is still a division rival showdown that the Cowboys have been able to get their number over the past few years, uh, with or without Dak. So. Uh, this is going to be a big test for the Giants here. Preston, what is the spread? Giants are favored by one and a half. Giants are favored by one and a half. Gledhill, are the boys going to get it done? Or are the Giants going to 3-0? What do you think? Um, I think the boys are going to get it done. way our defense has been playing, Cooper Rush has been in the offense for a while. I think he's going to come out and have another good day. But Giants are sneaky, man. Giants... Uh, I don't think they're I you know, I I think they're still limited on the offensive side of the ball, but Brian Dibble is a great offensive coach, so he is getting every last ounce out of Daniel Jones. Um really, you know, I've heard he's really simplifying things for him. So I think Daniel Jones, he's gonna be playing, you know, we're gonna see some, you know, better football from him, but I still think he's really limited as a quarterback. And I think he's gonna, you know, Brian Dable's gonna need great there um to really, you know, get the most out of this football team. But uh, I think for now, you know, Saquon didn't really do much last week, but uh, maybe, you know, Saquon really gets going and opening, opens things up for Daniel Jones. And, and the Giants, I think they have a respectable defense as well. I think they could maybe, you know, maybe pull uh, as in New York. So it wouldn't be shocked if they get it done. But uh, I think the Cowboys are going to have a good plan offensively. You mentioned Dan Quinn, Micah Parsons, um, you know, early, uh, early, you know, favorites for defensive player of the year here early on in the season and um i think they're so limited offensively right now but i think they will do just enough and i think we're going to see kind of a, a lower scoring ugly game don't think there's gonna be a ton of points but give me the cowboys to win 21 to 17 on the road okay so sticking with the boys preston what do you think I'm not that confident in my picks this week. I'm not that confident in the sick. I think we have a lot we still to see a lot um, from these teams in order to, to determine who's better and who to pick um, as we move on throughout the season. The Giants just sold on them quite yet. They are an exciting team to root for, and I'm pumped that they're favoring this game. You know, Cowboys obviously don't have Dak, but they do have Micah Parsons, and Micah Parsons is a force to be reckoned with. So – 
I don't know. Can they just run the ball? Can they continue to play the short passing game and make it easy to for Daniel not have him hold on to the ball too long because he's not going to have a ton of time? You, you guys are both picking so I guess I have to go ahead and go and say this win this game uh, 23 to 20. Oh, I haven't picked yet. Bro, come on. You're telling me you're picking the Giants after what you saw last week? No. Uh, no, I'm not picking the Giants, but the only reason I'm not picking the Giants is because uh, I, I want them to prove to me that they're, they're something. Because uh, I don't – honestly, bro, bringing out my little Cowboys, you know, bias right here, I don't think they're shit. I don't think the Giants are anything anything crazy. They're 2-0. and Congratulations. You beat up the Titans and you beat the worst team in football in the Carolina Panthers. You're gonna lose to us this week. That that's my that's my prediction. You're gonna lose to you're gonna lose to us, and you're just gonna go back to being the Giants because you're the Giants. Now, as my non-Cowboys fan take, I guess they've done a pretty good job. They did all right. They've done all right. And uh the Cowboys, like I said, man, I already saw what I needed to see that first week. I don't care if they beat the Bengals. They didn't give me a slight ounce of hope or anything. Like this is still a, I still think this team has a lot of problems. Uh and honestly, like if you wanted to give this game AIDS game of the week, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even fault you at all. Uh, I don't, yeah. Uh, I, ha- I have no confidence that either of these teams are going to be playoff teams. Uh, so, but I'm just, because I'm a Cowboys fan and because I think, and because we've owned the Giants in the past uh, and I don't see them going 3 0, I think we're going to beat them. So, Cowboys win. Let's go 24 to 21. Close game. So, that's all I got. Yeah, uh, I agree with you, Preston. I'm not very confident in my picks this week, uh, but I feel a little bit better than last week because last week, was brutal, man, and it actually ended up working out in our favors. Uh, Gledhill, you need to have a good week because you are uh, you are a little bit under five hundred right now. So I know you'll be pulling for some for some upsets this week. So we'll see what happens. I'm feeling good about my picks this week. So yeah, yeah. Well, best of luck to both of y'all. Thank y'all for joining me. I know we had some internet problems. That's on me. I'm gonna have to fix that crap. But nonetheless, it was a good episode, and I'll catch y'all guys next week. Have a good one.